Good evening, everyone. Good evening, and welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast. I am Steve. And I am Wayne, and it's good to be back. Has been a minute since we've been on these airwaves, but uh, it's always good when we get back on it. And uh, glad to be here, my friend. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, Hopefully we can uh, uh, have a good conversation and... uh, Spread a spread a little joy out there and discuss some things that are uh, taking place around the world. Uh, we're just two small town guys from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are always, always going to say it like we see it. And hopefully you'll be interested in a few things in context that we have going on as we uh, explore the topics for tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let's let's start tonight with uh, uh, topics um, um, dealing with our our past uh, occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, four time indicted, 99, 91 charges. Um, that guy. That guy. Uh, Orange Julius Caesar, (laughs) Cheeto Jesus, you know, Agent Orange, whatever acronyms. Oh, (laughs) my God. We can explain uh, this guy. Yeah, this guy. Let me kick it off, man. (laughs) Yeah, all the the aforementioned names for uh, that guy. Um, You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how to. I think people are um, amazed is not the word. I think people are just like, did he really say that? I mean, some of the things that comes out of this guy's mouth, uh, just they leave you befuddled. And so this latest thing that's got everybody up in arms around the world is that um, he doesn't, uh, when he was president, he didn't care for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, better known as NATO. And uh, he took the stance that, uh, you know, the member countries of NATO, if you're not paying your fair share, why should we defend you? And uh, you need you all. And I guess he did some had somebody looking into it to see who who hadn't paid, quote, their dues, so to speak. And, you know, he he made a big claim that I made these people pay up and all this crap. But uh, his latest remarks to the akin of uh, his good buddy, Vladimir Putin, uh, president of Russia, that if uh, Mr. Putin was to attack one of the NATO allies, he wouldn't intervene because if you haven't paid, we're not going to come to your aid. And that has a lot of people scared because, as most people should be aware, that in the NATO charter, an attack on one is an attack on all. So basically, you're looking at World War III. If Putin did that, uh, attacked Poland or he attacked Turkey or whomever, uh, the U.S. is obliged under, I think it's Article 5, the NATO charter, to come to the aid of another NATO member country. So this has people scared. I'm, I'm definitely like, this guy's crazy, man. Uh, but he he doesn't understand the geopolitical world. All he sees is these people 
if if they haven't paid and I mean it's not you don't pay it's it's not like that at all but he's too stupid to to understand and get in and understand the facts how this organization works all he sees is I'm going to make these people do the right thing otherwise the US isn't coming to your aid but what he fails to realize is a lot of the NATO countries they've come to the US defense probably more than we've come to theirs as of late you know so Another dumb statement by a dumb guy, and um, you know it's par for the course for him. But this particular statement has a lot of people concerned because if he does manage to get back into the White House, he is going to upend pretty much the balance of things in the world if he gets the opportunity. Your thoughts? He's the devil. <laughs> I mean, he is. He is, he is all he wants to do. We're gonna go back to the 1960s and get smart. You remember that show? Get yeah, smart? yeah. All he wants to do is create chaos. <laughs> He's so fucking stupid. He's such an ignorant son of a bitch that all he wants to do is to go be contrary to anything and everything because it's all about him. If he doesn't get the headlines, then nobody gets the headline. Yep, yep. Okay, so any any major thing that happens, then he always wants to throw shit on it, just because he wants to throw shit on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> that's all he's about. You know, he he's such an idiot, and I blame the people that follow him. I blame the Republicans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whose party has been totally transformed into a party of a bunch of dick lappers. <laughs> Plain and simple. Oh, man. They are afraid of someone who has probably never been in a fist fight, who is the biggest punk, biggest pussy there ever is, and they are afraid of this guy, yep. and they're too cowardly to stand up to him. You know, what's the old saying? There's safety in numbers. Yep. If you all stood up and said no to him, he would wither. He would wither like putting salt on a friggin' snail. He would wither up and dry up and die, but they keep feeding him. Mm-hmm. They keep feeding him. They keep feeding his ego, and they are afraid of somebody that is a pussy. Yeah, yeah. He's a punk yeah. ass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you you have to you have to harken back to the fact that all these Republican sycophants who who bow down to him every day and, and worship the the ground that this dude walks on, if they had had the moral courage to do what they were supposed to do as a leader in the Senate, if they had done their job and convicted this guy of the two impeachments that he's had, if they had convicted him, we wouldn't be talking about this clown now. Nope. I truly believe we would not be talking about this clown. One, he wouldn't be allowed to run for president because you're convicted. You know, and each and every one of them, 
uh, even our illustrious leader from the, our old home state of Kentucky, who who just blasted him after the January 6th insurrection, that he was responsible. He incited this foolishness, blah, blah, blah. And then you turn around and won't vote to convict the guy. So we're, we're, they're to blame for this foolishness. All these Republican leaders, like you say, they're dick lappers. They're the, they're the ones to blame why this guy is still on the news every day, why he's still holding rallies, why he's still saying nasty crap about people, why he's still out here telling people he's the only guy that can save us from <laughs> some perceived, um, I don't know, that that's going to befall on America. But like you say, he's a punk ass. He's a loser. And I, me personally, man, I, I don't want to be following somebody that's a loser. You know, a, a, and it's people say, we got the receipts that you're a loser. OK, right. so we got the receipts that you're a loser. You've always been a loser. And so if these people and we know a lot of them by name, if they had done their job and convicted this guy when he was impeached, we wouldn't be here now. We'd probably be talking about. Biden and some other person, DeSantis might have came out of the woodwork and been the nominee or Haley or whoever. But no, we're still talking about this guy day after day after day. And I don't know about you, man. I don't even turn it on anymore. I'll turn it on maybe for about five or 10 minutes just to see what's going on. And the topic is always about him. him. <laughs> it's always about him. And it's like, oh, my God, don't y'all have any other news to talk about? And he's the type of individual, I think you mentioned it, he's the type of individual, if you ignore him, it eats him up. And that's what they ought to do. All these news, ignore this clown. Ignore him. Don't, don't talk about his rallies. Don't talk about the nasty comments he's made. Don't talk about him. Don't talk about him. But we're here. And it's going to be, what is it? This is this is February. And uh, it's going to be a long summer. It's going to be a long fall. Because this clown is going to be everywhere. His face is going to be everywhere. The, the, the volume is going to get turned up 10 times more worse than it is now. So uh, I, I'm, I don't know, man. I truly don't know why these people are just worshiping this guy, man. I, I don't get it. I don't I, get it. I, here's my assumption. This is this is why I think they worship him is that he's a racist. A lot of these people allow him to say the shit that they want to say, mm -hmm. but they're too cowardly to say it. So they, he is their fallback. He will say what's on my mind for me because I know what, if I say that I say this or I do this, it's wrong. I know it. I know it emotionally. I know it through my Christian values. I know it through all my entire being. I would never say it. But he says it for us. So and, and the, the, the other thing is that those people don't want to believe that they're foolish enough 
to fall for this guy's bullshit. So they're in a situation where they have to continue to follow his bullshit because they're afraid to say that they did something wrong. They made a huge mistake. So what's the old saying? He's my ride or die. Mm -hmm. I will die for this guy because it's going to prove, it's going to make me feel right, even though that I know that I'm wrong. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you say, they're going to, a lot of people are going to die with, if, if this dude get back, if this dude gets back in the White House, man, it, it's going to be death on a lot of people. And the same people that are supporting this guy, propping this guy up, they're too dumb to realize you're going to get caught up in it, too. <laughs> you're going to get caught up in it, too. And but they'll go out and they'll they'll cast their vote for this clown and uh, not knowing that. Uh, well, you know, uh, we'll be seeing you. You're going to be in the same line we're in. <laughs> you know, when he start when he starts taking away your benefits and this or that or your grandmama ain't got Social Security no more because they're going to gut that and Medicare and all this other stuff. But you voted for this fool because he says the things that I don't have the courage to say. I mean that make to me that makes you a loser too. You you're a loser voting for a loser. So yeah. that, that's how I see it. If you, yeah, we we had one of our <laughs> we had one of our classmates post something on on Facebook, all the conspiracies and so on. I'm not going to mention his name, but I'll say this: he played football for Elizabethtown High School. Uh, okay, and he's um a, was a teammate of ours okay. of, of mine of yours. Okay, okay, and. Yeah. Um, he says something about this is the Super Bowl, you know. Uh, what will the woke people say about Taylor Swift? Whatever, something stupid like that. And I, I messaged him. I didn't write it on his Facebook page. The yeah. public, I messaged him and asked him, what do you think the history is behind the term woke? Tell me what you think the history is behind the term woke. He never got back. No, because they don't. They don't want to hear it. Well, they don't want to hear it. And two, they don't know what the hell it means they anyway. They, exactly. they, the, 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 the word which came out of black culture, and it's we talked about this on one of the broadcasts. Yep. Yep. Every time the black culture comes up with a slang term or where whatever, we use it. We're done with it. We moved on to the next slang term or whatever it is. Y'all are late to the party because you, you know, oh, woke. Oh, everything's woke now. We're beyond woke. But when we were using it, it was like, hey, brother, stay awake, man. Stay, stay aware of what's going on around you. That's how the term was used. These people don't know how to use it. And when they use the word woke, what are they saying? It's a dog whistle for anything that's black, minority. That's right. what they're saying. Right. They just can't come out and say it. So exactly. that and it, so you're using a word you don't understand, first of all. And to me, you look stupid because everything ain't woke, man. And <laughs> and they they just ah, oh God. It was you know the the when uh, what was it when President Obama. I think it was at the Demo when he accepted the nomination uh, for the Democratic Party here in Denver. And he came out and gave a speech. Michelle and the girls came out with him. And right before he spoke, I think it was that speech, Michelle and he, they gave the fist bump. 
Yep. He gave the fist bump, right? Oh, my God, man. People went crazy. What are they doing? Is this some kind of terrorist act that they're doing? What are they doing? They, they lost their minds. Lost their minds over it. But guess what? Just about every white folks in America fist bumping each other. Got <laughs> exploding hand when they hit, when they bump each other, exploding fingers. But it was a terrorist act a while back. They said, you're late to the party. Because you're commandeering something that you don't know what the hell it's about, you know. So I have a good idea who you're talking about. But uh, the fact that he didn't respond, yeah, you 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 don't know what it's about and, and you can't explain it. You can't explain it. You're just copying up uh, the, 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 the script that all these other idiots say. It's it's the word now. It's woke. It's woke. I mean, I, I'm so sick of these people, man. I tell you what, sick of them. But that brings up a point. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, Taylor Swift, the the effect she's had on sports and what blah blah. There was a lot of, and this is one of our side things we get into. There was a lot of discussion, and a lot of people are upset that the Black National Anthem was sung before the Super Bowl. Yep. And I'd like to get your take on it. I'll give you my take. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, wish they wouldn't sing it, man. I'll be honest with you. Don't even do it. Matter of fact, don't play no anthem. Don't play any anthem before any sporting event. You know what? Introduce the starting lineups. Introduce the refs, whatever. Let's play ball. Play ball. Stop all this, man. It All it does, it, it it's another issue for people to get pissed off about when there's really nothing to get pissed off about, but to stop it, don't, don't do it. That's my thing. I, I didn't think it served a purpose. Okay. It's black history month. And I got, I have some thoughts on that as well, but to me, don't even do it. Don't play anybody's anthem, Canadian, American, don't play it. Just play the game and move on. That's my take. I'll yeah. throw it over to you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just the fact that it's been, kind of a tradition to play the national anthem and so on at professional at professional sporting events in actuality they don't need to play it like you said um i coach football for forever and anytime the national anthem was played the football team was in the locker room not out on the right. field. Right. Okay. So, you know, whether they play the Black National Anthem for, you know, Black History Month or whatever, people are going to get mad. Well, whoa, whoa, there's no white national anthem. There's no brown <laughs> national anthem. There's no red national anthem. There's no yellow national anthem. So, it's, you know, some people aren't happy unless there's something or somebody to hate. Yep. And hell, half the black people don't know the Negro National Anthem. Right, right. They can, they can hum along with the melody, but they don't know the word because, number one, we don't play it enough. Right, right. And we don't play it enough because of the issues that it causes. Yeah. So I'm kind of with, I'm kind of with you the fact that you don't have to play it 
Yeah. You know, yeah. the 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 Nash our national anthem has got with it nothing but hatred in it anyway. Right, right. So, you know, the, the second stanza of it talks about killing black folks from right. who were fighting right. for their freedom up in, in Canada. Let's right. go up to Canada and kill all those black people that fought against the Americans. You know, it's 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 one of those things that people just are no. pissed off about stuff that yep. makes no sense. Yep. Just like just like the thing with Taylor Swift. You know, why are they pissed off at Taylor Swift? Because Taylor Swift literally said that there's nothing that the Republicans can do that's, that they are doing right. And by, by by saying that, all those people, the NFL, we're not watching the NFL anyway. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just like our the the teammate that I had posted on his Facebook page, this was several weeks ago, that conspiracy theories that they've already got billboards in in um, Las Vegas that says um, San Francisco, no, the Baltimore Ravens are going to play the uh, Buffalo Bills in the championship game or the Super Bowl. That was posted. <laughs> and then Kansas City beat Buffalo, and I put on his page. I went, "Oops, <laughs> oops, guess that theory fell to shit." And then yeah. last week it was um, something about Taylor Swift and woke or whatever, and I didn't respond, you know. And the, the people that were the people that were responding to his his Facebook page says, well, I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going with the 49ers. We know why you're going with the 49ers. Yeah. Because yeah. Taylor Swift's boyfriend is on the Chiefs. Right, right. And I didn't even I, I should have went, ooh, wow, that's that's two out of three that you, you you're batting a thousand percent. The whole thing, <laughs> and you still believe the whole thing is a conspiracy, and the Kansas City Chiefs just broke the conspiracy. They broke the internet by winning the Super Bowl. You yeah. are wrong, but they won't admit they're wrong. You are no. wrong. You're dumbasses. You are wrong. Period. Yeah, but they're 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 badly underestimating the the effect that this young lady is going to have on um, this election. I think they're underestimating that because, yeah. you know, Trump's already jumping. He's already saying something about this young lady. It's like, man, go. I mean, everything, man, it's about him. <laughs> it's always about him. Like you said, he's got to say something about, you know, Taylor Swift. And it's like, dude, you, you're messing with the wrong person because there's she has legions and legions of fans. OK. Billions. And if she, billions. Yeah. <laughs> So if she says, hey, I'm endorsing Joe Biden and I would like all my followers to hey, take a look at compare these two guys and let you make an educated and lay it out that if you put these two together, it's it's easy to figure who's the best choice, even though neither one of them may be popular. But what's at stake? She could lay that out to her fans 
and turn this whole thing around. And that's what they're afraid of. Yeah, and they said that. They said that she's going to come out and endorse Biden during the Super Bowl, which she did not. So once again, another one of those dumbass conspiracies fell apart. Right. But her platform is such that when she speaks, people listen. And the Swifties will come out in force. And so that's what they're afraid of. This, This young lady has power. And uh, I think she knows how to use it. She's going to use it in a positive manner. And they're scared shitless, man. And they don't know what to do. Because if they attack this young lady, that's going to be bad for them as well. So they, they're they're caught between a rock and a hard place right now. Yeah. And so um, I, I love it, man. I, I you know, it, it, most black people, I don't know if they're going to say they like Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I like her music. <laughs> I like the fact that she's a smart ass businesswoman. She is smart as hell. And so I'm always down for Taylor Swift, man. People are saying, ah, it's too much of her. Hey, she's a celebrity. She, and, she uh, may have, she may <laughs> have uh, gained a few, uh, Good old boy followers at the Super Bowl when she chugged that beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she chugged the beer. Yeah, saw that. <laughs> she, she's she's a regular, down to earth young American woman, and she just happens to be dating one of the more you know popular football players in the United States. And uh, yeah, she's at the game. Of course, she's a celebrity. They're going to put the spotlight on her, but. Uh, she has power, and that's what they're afraid of, that she can wield that power and stick a fork in them, and they will be done. <laughs> they will be done. Yeah. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah I had, <laughs> I had a, uh, one of my best track athletes when I started coaching. I coached the boys for a while, then I coached the girls. Okay. When I started coaching the girls, one of my best runners the night that we were having our conference meet she comes to me the day before and goes coach jay i'm not going to be at the meet tomorrow i went why my my mom surprised me with taylor swift concert (laughs) (laughs) i was pissed Uh, concert tickets I was I was I didn't say anything but I was friggin pissed off I I can't believe you're (laughs) gonna put Taylor Swift over the conference meet yeah (laughs) yeah I am hey (laughs) Hey man, she she has a following. She has yeah, a following. <laughs> she has a following, and uh, like I say, man, I, I I like Taylor Swift. I like her music. Um, again, I I admire the fact she's a smart businesswoman. She turned the tables on on the the manager, the guy that was like I think he was her manager or producer, whatever it was, because he when she was younger, when she signed her contract, um, she basically signed over her publishing not understanding what that meant. And so when she went to ask the guy back, now that she's mature, she's older, she asked the guy back for her publishing, and he said no. So she's like, really? He's like, nope, because he's getting paid off. Every time those songs play, he's getting paid. So what did she do? She's like, I'm going to re-record every damn album. 
<laughs> and that's what she did. She has re-recorded a lot of her original albums. And now when they come out, they'll say Taylor's version. So that way she gets all the, the, the royalty, whatever it is, the streams, when they stream on these Spotify and panel, whatever, yep. they play Taylor's or, and she even said, I noticed hey, that. I noticed yep. that. <laughs> yep. I was listening to, uh, something came up the other day. I was listening to, I was watching, <laughs> um, I was watching a series on, uh, TV, on TV, Netflix, one of the streaming services. Yep. I said, man, what's that song? So I hit my, Shazam, and it pulled up Taylor, uh, uh, um, okay, Taylor Swift's, mm-hmm. and it said Taylor's version. Yep, <laughs> yep. So I understand. Okay, that's good. She that's got good. them good, man. So basically, her original albums that this guy still on, paying getting jack. <laughs> Taylor's version is getting all the money. Yeah, you know. And now what they did. That that spurred a lot of other artists to do the same. Ashanti did the same with hers because Irv Gotti and her got into it about her publishing. So she recorded her first album again. It's Ashanti's version. I mean, this lady has power, man. She has mm-hmm. power. <laughs> so, you know, they are afraid, man. They are shaking in their boots that Taylor is going to enlist the masses. Because I, th- I think I think at some point she is going to come out and endorse Biden and she's going to be one of his biggest spokespersons. And it's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And that that's going to man, y'all might as well pack it in because she can bring the heat on these clowns, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, we're we're going to kind of let's let's kind of continue with this for a second, man. Okay. I, uh, I was at the same time I'm listening to the Taylor's version yes. of uh of a song I can't think of it now. Um I also listened to Beyonce's first sing to country yeah. sing. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about that? I, I, I think it's great. No, I, I think, think it's great. great. I didn't think that much of the country songs. Well, yeah, I I, I think the first one, uh Texas Hold'em. Texas yeah. Hold'em. It, it it's got the, you got the banjo action going on in there and yeah. the, the country twang it it's a, it sounds like a country song. It sounds a little more country than the second. The, the yeah, the second, second one, uh, sixteen was it sixteen carriages? Six, yeah, yeah, carriages. Yeah, it, it, that one doesn't sound like too much of a country song. It's got some elements, but that first one, that's that's a nice track. And so now we got another controversy brewing. Because a lot of country stations, just they, like they did with Lil Nas X, they don't want to play the song because Beyonce, we don't play Beyonce here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, but it's the same thing they did with Lil Nas X. They wouldn't play Old Town Road until Billy Ray Cyrus got on the remix. Right. When that happened, oh my God, this is the greatest song ever. <laughs> it, was, it was a good song before. Right. It was a country song. But here we are, man. It's like, well, Beyonce, you know I mean? one, she's a, she, she, she's she's R&B or whatever she is. But she's black. <laughs> she's black. That's the that's the issue. Why these people don't want to play it. So the, I heard today this this one guy, program director at some station, uh, he lost his job 
for hmm. refusing to play the song. So the manager of the station came out and said, yeah, this guy don't work here no more. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, uh, we, we, we got the file and the song. Yeah, this is a country song. So we're, we've added it to our rotation and we're going to play it. But they, the program director said, well, we don't play Beyonce here. So his story was, well, um, you know, I, really, I didn't know she had a country song out. Really? The songs are one and two on the streaming platforms. Right. So how do you not know that? If you're a program director, you got your ear to the ground. You're listening for new music, whatnot. So I'm not buying that. But the manager said that he don't work here no more. <laughs> He's lost <laughs> his job. So he, he gone. But now they're going to put it in rotation. And hopefully this will spur a lot of other country stations. I haven't heard it on the country stations here yet. Because it just dropped yesterday, I think. Yeah. I think it just dropped yesterday. So, or Saturday, whatever it was. I think it was Saturday. Uh, I think when I first got uh, got the whippet of it that Beyonce was, was releasing a country single. Um, but it's a country song, man. They can say what they want, but it is a country song. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I would like to see a follow ups to it. I want to, yes. so, you know, country music today, to me, is not really country music. It's pop music. Yeah. Or country pop. I, country I put it pop. in that. Yeah. I put yeah. it in that category of pop country. It's it's a tweener. Yeah. Yeah. You know because. A lot of country music stars, the most popular ones, pop meaning, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that are making the big money right now, they are basically into R&B. It's just that it's got mm-hmm. a, you know, they it's got a twang to it. Yeah. You know, it's got the rhythm that R&B has. It's just that their voices are country voices. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like country pop myself. Yeah. Now, the old school country, you know, that we grew up with, that's that's hardly ever played anymore. And no. I no. don't know of anybody that even makes that type of music anymore. No, it's not. the Yeah. Um, the I mean, last, that style of country. Yeah, that style. The, the last style person... Yeah, the last person that um, that I listened to that had that old school country was Randy Travis. Yeah, and and he had that like okay, you you when you hear him sing, that's country man. It was country and western. That's what it was, country and western. There you go. It was country and western, and so. You you knew it when you heard it, but like now, man, a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I like some of this stuff, but it's it to me, it's more pop, yeah. and uh, and you know it. But like I was listening today, man, people's like music is music. When when did we get to the point where he, where we categorized everything? Oh, we don't know what to do with this person. You know, it's a good song, but we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> where do and, we put? It? Yeah, where do we put it? Well, it's good music. Why don't you just play it? You yeah. know, and that that's what's happened to a lot of artists, man. You don't hear NDRE hardly. You don't hear NDRE all, at all because they didn't know what to do with her. Macy Gray, uh, a lot of a lot of black artists that go off the norm because they're not necessarily doing, you know, hardcore R&B. They're not yeah. hip hop, 
but they're putting out good music. So a lot of these program directors like, well, what do we do with this person? What do we do? It's good music, man. Play it. <laughs> we, Play it. we can't put it in. We can't put it in its its genre. You know, we can't put a a round peg in a square hole. You yeah. know, it's it's um, uh, Erica Badu. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. You know, yeah. she's kind of out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's you know she's different. I mean, she she's different. She's she was in that neo soul type movement. Um, you know, but a lot of these guys, like um, um, NDRE comes to mind for me because she was. Her music was different, and a lot of R&B stations. Every now and then you'd hear an NDRE song, but for the most part, no. And so, okay, what do we do with her? Uh, she's not really. She's not that R&B sound, uh, but she's black, <laughs> you know. But I'm like, man, if it's good music, play it. People will. People will, will will latch on to what is good. If they like it, people will latch on to it. Yep. And that's yep. what I think's gonna happen uh with this Beyonce song. People are calling in like, hey, play this song. They're calling into the country, say, hey, play this song. Yeah. So are the program directors gonna yield because well, we don't play Beyonce? Or are they gonna like, hey, that's a good song. Let's add it to the rotation. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of rotations, you know, the yes. Grammys were this past weekend and, and we're talking about Transitions. Well, yes. uh, Tracy Chapman hadn't been yes. in public for many years, and then she was covered by Luke Combs with her mm-hmm. uh, 1988 Fast Cars track. If I'm, I think yep. that's yep. correct. Fast Car, yeah, Fast Car, and Fast Car, right? Mm-hmm. And then she came out and sung it, and, and they kind of did it together. Yeah. On the Grammys. Yeah. Now, I didn't watch all of the Grammys. I just saw that part of it. Yeah. And then I did something else. Right. Okay? Right. But uh, Luke Combs, and, and a lot of people think that Luke Combs created Fast Car. Yep. Because it's popular now. And he and they, the Grammys, gave homage to Tracy Chapman, mm-hmm. who was the originator of Fast Car. At the Grammys, then. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's another example. They never knew what to do with Tracy Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't know what to do with her. She's black, but okay, she's singing folk music, <laughs> sort of. Okay, yeah. do we stick her over here with Joan Baez and all? But she's black, so uh, yeah. But we yeah, stick her in the car. country. Do we stick her in the country? Yeah. yeah where do we stick her? No, <laughs> it's good music, man. Play the damn song. You know, it's good music, good music, good music is good music is good music, period. Yeah. And 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 hopefully uh, all this controversy surrounding Beyonce, you know, going country for a bit. Uh, people will be like, hey, man, nah, she's doing something different, but it's a good song. People want to hear it. Let's play it. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we went down that rabbit hole, Alice. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we we get a little, we get on it sometimes, and you know, it is what it is. Like you say, we have to say it sometimes, like we see it, and we did. Yeah. Good topic, yeah. though. Good topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's transition. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got to transition. 
what else we got going on? There? Well, since uh, since we talked about Super Bowl a little bit, let, let's let's stay in that vein and talk about uh, the big game and the fact that uh, number fifteen did it to him again. <laughs> uh, I, I knew that was going to happen when my man missed that field goal. They went to OT. I'm like, man, if y'all don't stop them, if they y'all, y'all the San Francisco didn't make any headway after they missed the field goal. Like y'all gave this guy too much time. The yeah. game is over. Okay, he is going to beat you. And so after that, he's uh, you know won it again, back to back. Nobody's done that since the Patriots. What back in what the 90s? Is that uh, uh, 2003? 2000? Okay, 2000. Okay, Patriots back, back to back, back then. So now the conversation has started. Is Mahomes in the goat conversation? And I would. I'll let you start off since since you're a football aficionado. I'll let you start it off. <laughs> I would say this that he's not in the goat conversation yet. He's 28 years old. Uh, He's won three Super Bowls, been there three out of five years, I take it. And um, he's still got some ways to go as far as I'm concerned. I mean, five Super Bowls, yes. He's gotten three. He's got three. Uh, I, I, I... He's one of he's one of the I would say right now he is in the top three of all times mm. as of now. Mm. But football has changed so much. You know, I would you know, fifteen years ago I would have said twenty years ago I would have said you had. Dan Marino, you had Joe Montana, you had Terry Bradshaw. Mm Because Terry Bradshaw won four. Yep. You know, and he won back to back twice with one year in between where they didn't, they would have won it five straight years if everybody would have been healthy. Right, right. So, um, you know, I think. He's number one in the fact that he is able to continue to be the guy that believes in himself and the team. You know what I mean? Um, I've never seen him have too many doubts about his ability. Right, right. It's, It's his timing is impeccable of when to throw the ball, when to run the ball, when to get out of trouble, you know, and so on. And I'll say this more than anything, you'd have to look at Kansas city as the greatest team of all time Mm -hmm. because they've won Six Super Bowls in throughout mm. their history. Throughout their yeah, throughout the history of the throughout organization. Yeah. Okay. And the 
Pittsburgh has won six. Um, the Patriots has won six. And now Kansas City. I'm pretty sure Kansas City. I'm, let me think. I think Kansas City has won six. I knew they won one when Hank Stram was the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. They won. Uh, no, I take it back. They've won four. Okay, yeah. They've won four. They've been to six. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, but that organization um, has always been an organization that has that's been on top of things. Mm-hmm. And this time last year, I mean, at the beginning of this season, we're like, what the hell are they doing? Yep. I mean, they lost four or five games. They weren't catching balls. Nope. Kelsey, wasn't, <laughs> Kelsey wasn't even one of the guys they were throwing it to. Of course, when the other guys aren't catching balls, they can just gang up on Kelsey, so he's not going to catch any balls. Right, right. And so, you know, the Tony guy, number 19, he fell off the map. He, he dropped too many passes. They mm. got that rookie Richardson, number four, mm-hmm. and he made a he changed things quite a bit. And the other guy started catching the ball. Yeah, well, it's right. Almost like, it's yeah. almost like they were in first gear and they had a manual car this year. <laughs> and they kept popping the clutch and the car clutch the car kept dying. Yep. Okay. Then they figure it out. They started getting a little bit better. They were able to get through first gear and second gear and, and not stall the car. And by the time they got used to it, it was time for the playoffs. And they just, you know, they just went on the road and kicked everybody's ass. Yep. You know? And one other thing, being the football coach that I am, because yeah. there's a, there's a four or five guys that we text. We're all football coaches that were text. One was a head coach when I was a defensive. He was an offensive coordinator. I was a defensive coordinator, special teams coach. Another guy that was one of our players that played on one of our undefeated teams. So we're always texting. So at the end of the game when those dummies didn't realize that they should have deferred and taken the ball second, number one mistake, this is from my coaching experience. Number two is that when Kansas City went got down there to and won the game with that touchdown pass, I'm like, hey, they did the same play last year in the Super Bowl. Twice, the exact same. Where was their film study? Yep. They hadn't done. They had not did that play all game. Now it's down to the last few seconds. You think they're gonna do that play? If I'm the <laughs> defensive coordinator, I'm like, watch him going in motion and going back out to catch the ball. Yep. This is going to happen. They did it to win the Super Bowl last year. They haven't shown it this year at all. Now they're going to do it. I don't get it. <laughs> is he the greatest of all times? I don't think so, but he's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in the top three for me. Brady yeah. is the GOAT. Brady yeah. is the GOAT. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it's too soon to crown him as uh, as as the as the goat for right now. This generation, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, he's the man, and uh, he, like you say, man, people were like, "I Kansas City ain't gonna make it this year" because they were stumbling all over the place. But he went through. Uh, people were like, ah, he can't win on the road. He went to Buffalo, kick butt. He went to Baltimore, kick butt. Yep. I mean, he. I mean, it was like. Every week, it was just like, what is this guy going to do this week? So he, he's just so cool, man, under pressure. You have to admire the guy. I was rooting for the 49ers. So I was rooting. I thought the Niners had it this year. But they made some major mistakes down the down the, the road, man. As, as the game went on, they made some major mistakes, and it cost them. And they gave him too much time. He, in that regard, he is sort of like Brady. You can't <laughs> give him a lot of time. Because he will find a way to beat you, and that—that's yeah. what happened. That's yeah, well, what happened. In one game, a couple years ago, they had 13, 13 yep. seconds. Yep. It <laughs> won the game. It won the game. So <laughs> he, you, he, in that regard, he's like Brady, man. You cannot give him any time on the clock, because he will find a way to beat you, and so uh, you have to admire that man. But I, I'm not going to crown him as the GOAT yet. Is he in the conversation? Absolutely. Uh, but Brady is at the top of the hill right now. Guy's 28 years old. I, I think he's got a shot to catch Brady if if he stays healthy. Yeah. And who knows what the uh, what the team is going to look like as the years go by. Now, Kelsey, he, he he's, uh, wants to come back for another year, but... Um, I'm not sure what that's going to look like when Kelsey decides he's had enough. Is he going to be like Gronk and say, hey, I'm done, you know, after next year? Who knows? But uh, he's, a, he's a young guy, and uh, I'm sure he's thinking, like, I want to give Brady a run. But uh, he's in the conversation for sure. He, yeah. he, <laughs> he's Kansas in there. City is young. They're, oh, yeah. young. They're like yeah. one of the youngest teams there is. Um. Uh, Kelsey is getting older, but they got, I mean, the game the other night, they played with three tight ends yep. in there at times. Yep. So if Kelsey's gone, you just throw it to the other two tight ends. Right. They're just as good. Right. I and mean, I think, yeah. that's fast. Right. And as the season involved, like I said, a lot of those guys that were dropping balls earlier in the season, they 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 finally got it together. They got on the same wavelength with uh, with Mahomes and that. They look really good, man. They looked really good. So, yeah, he he he's not crowned yet, but he's in the conversation. He is in the conversation. <laughs> we'll, so, we'll call him an we'll call him an earl. He doesn't have the crown yet. We'll call him yeah. an earl or a duke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, 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 yeah, he, he, he's in the, he's in the ring, he's in there, but uh, right now Brady's at the top of the hill, and uh, but man, twenty eight years old, got a lot of time to go to play, and uh, who knows what'll happen, but for right now, he's, he's the man, he, he is yeah. the man. And, so, and, and uh, oh, go ahead. One final thing, he's yeah. twenty eight years old, and he's been in the league for seven years. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. he was 21 when he was drafted. Yep. And set for a year. Yep, that's right. Who is he? Yep. You know, yep. It's. Yeah. And these guys are bigger and faster and stronger than they ever were. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? he amazes me sometimes. The, he's throwing past his sidearm and, and, and all kind of throwing across his body and everything. I mean, it's like he makes it look easy, yeah. you know, that he's toying with people, man. And, uh, yeah, you got to love it, man. But I was I, I got crushed. I was rooting for the Niners. I thought this is the year the Niners were going to get it done. And they gave my man too much time on the clock. <laughs> as they say yeah so um let's make another transition and uh let's keep it in the athletic realm and there's there's a pet peeve man it's it's one of my pet peeves and that is you got a lot of hating going on today man a lot of hating from from athletes that are not in the game anymore but they pop up on these feeds that they're hating on kids that are playing now and they're comparing them to people that played during an era that they played in. And it's like, well, they couldn't do that back in the day. I mean, it's, I'm tired of hearing it, man. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing it. You know, every every era has their person. That that was it. And every era had a way the game was played. And the games, a lot of the games, I mean, you don't say you don't watch a lot of pro hoops anymore. You watch a lot of football. Uh, but I watch I watch a lot of hoops and I, I watch the games on Sunday, football games on Sunday. The game has evolved. Like you say, football has changed. Basketball has changed. Yep. It doesn't mean the people are any worse or better than they were when you played. But the game was different. And so uh, there's a lot of controversy. Well, not a lot of controversy. There's a controversy swirling because of some comments that were made. Uh, do you follow Caitlin Clark? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Cheryl, Swoops, yeah, Iowa. Cheryl Swoops made a comment uh, about Caitlin Clark that um, when she gets into the WNBA, um, she's not going to be able to do what she's doing now. She thinks she's going to come in and, you know, do it to these ladies that are in the WA. She's like, I'm here to tell you it ain't happening. Uh, she mentioned Caitlin Clark. She mentioned Angel Reese down at LSU that they're not going to come into the NWNBA and dominate like they're doing in college. Now it ain't going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people took offense to that, that she was hating on Caitlin Clark. Part of that I believe is true. I watching this girl play, man, I, I think she can score on anybody, anybody. And her game is such, she's, she's like a version of Steph Curry to me, man. It, you have to guard her when she gets off the bus. And uh, <laughs> she's got range. She, I mean, she is to me. She is a hell of a ball player. So I think she's going to make an easy transition from college to the pros if she decides to go. But a lot of this stuff, like, well, they couldn't do it. No, it's a different era. It is a different era of play. And I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing these guys every day. Somebody's chiming in about some player today comparing them to something that happened back when they were playing. It's like, enough. Just stop. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear yeah. it anymore. <laughs> Sir Charles Barkley, when you were playing, Shaq, when you first came in the league, you know, when Magic and those guys came in, the, the 1980s, that, get, that style of basketball is long gone and will never yep. come back. Yep. Number one, because the officials don't allow it to happen. Nope. Nope. And number two, the people that are the, the game has changed so much that 
everybody, all they want to do is shoot threes for the guys, you know, mm-hmm. and so on. Back then, they had a three-point line, but no one stayed out there and shot no. three-pointers all the time. No. Larry no. Bird would every now and then. Yeah. You know, he could shoot them. Uh, but now the game has changed so much that, you know, hell, everybody, guys <laughs> seven foot 12 <laughs> yeah. will get out there and stand at the line and shoot threes. I, I got a three that's open. I'm going to fire it up there, you know, yeah. as opposed to yeah. being seven foot 12 and keep getting your butt underneath the basket and scoring that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, you know, the thing that pleased me so much is that they, Especially the guys' game, the guy they still walk all the time and carry the ball. Oh my god, yeah, it's just awful, yeah, you know. So that's why I don't watch it. And now the the, the ladies are starting to get into that carrying the ball all the time as well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan, there's not going to be another Michael Jordan. Steph Curry is Steph Curry, right? Right, you know, it's there's two different eras. Mm-hmm. You, know, just, just, you know, you just can't. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think we were we were fortunate enough to to see. We saw basketball in the seventies. We saw it in the eighties. We saw it in the nineties, and now we see it now. Each era was different. Right. Each era was different, and so, I, yeah, it's like, man, just stop. You, you're 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 making yourself look uh, petty. When you when you start making comments, the man he couldn't do that back in we were, but <laughs> he probably couldn't. But guess what? You ain't playing no more. Your yeah. time your time has come and gone. Yeah. So you know, Shaq like, well, you know, Wilt, I can take what Wilt is dead. Okay, <laughs> Wilt is dead. You're never gonna play against Wilt. Okay. Yeah. So we can we can't sit here and imagine what a Shaq Wilt a matchup but look because it ain't ever gonna happen okay so stop it i'm just it's like when they start i turn the channel man because i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it and let let it be let it be so uh speaking of caitlin clark she's about ready to break the uh the scoring record for uh yeah she's i think the other day she was eight points short she was eight points short of breaking the record held by kelsey plum so I don't know when Iowa plays again, but I'm sure she's going to score more than eight points in that game. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she she's poised to break the record. And uh, I, again, I've, I've said on the pro, the broadcast numerous times, I'm a fan of women's hoops, man. And uh, along with Caitlin Clark, there's another young lady, man, that I think you need to check out. Her name is Juju Watkins. Plays for USC. She is a baller, man. Oh, God, this girl can play, man. She put up 50. She put up 50 in one game. I think it was 50. I mean, and she, she's smooth, man. She is so smooth. Mm-hmm. And uh, But she, she is worth, as they say, get your popcorn when, when she plays. <laughs> get your popcorn ready. But a uh, lot of things happening, man. Uh, women's hoops, uh, uh, it's going to be good. Good tournament this year, I think. And um, so we'll leave it there, man. Um, one more thing before we before we go to our next topic, though. This weekend is uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. One of the highlights of this weekend, Steph Curry is going to have a three-point shootout contest against Sabrina Unescu. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a three-point shooting contest. 
So basically, she challenged Steph. <laughs> she challenged Steph to a three-point contest. So they're going to do it Sunday night. Sunday night's the All-Star. Oh, it says, yeah, Sunday night's the All-Star game. So they're going to do it, uh, I think, uh, before the game. I think it's before the game. It's, it may be Saturday night when all the other events are. But, yeah, that should be that's going to be fun because hmm. she can shoot, too. She can shoot the lights out of that ball. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be fun, man. I, I I like stuff like that. So I hope Steph don't get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's I'm sure he's got some pressure. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because yeah, she challenged him. He's like, yeah, come on, Steph, I'll challenge you. So people are like, is Steph going to do it? So he did. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Okay. Okay, yeah. gonna be gonna be in in in, in old Indianapolis, Indianapolis. In your old stomping ground there. Yeah, man. The last time it was there, we were there. Me hey, that's and right. Lynn and Joy and Sharon. Yeah. Cost us five bucks to get in. Oh man, you ain't gonna get in now for five dollars. <laughs> no, you can't you can't even catch an Uber for five bucks downtown. <laughs> like, man, yeah, when the when the game was out here, uh the NBA All-Star was out here in Denver a few years ago. I tried to get tickets to things, man. The tickets were outrageously priced. And I think we only got to go to a couple of events. They were free. But yeah. to get in there, the pay thing, it was the prices were outrageous, man. Yeah. So you know, it's, yeah. it's weird. We're going down a rabbit hole. I'm down it, yeah. Now. <laughs> that the people that went to the Super Bowl paid more than $3,000 for a ticket. Wow. More wow. than $3,000 for a ticket. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl number one, 58 years ago, the highest cost for a ticket, twelve dollars. Wow, how far we have come! <laughs> Three thousand. How far we have come! I would love to go to a Super Bowl to say I experienced a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Three thousand dollars for a ticket? Nah. Nah. Uh, nah, I can watch in the privacy of my house. Yeah, and watch was, the replays. Right, watch right. the replays. You don't have Brock Elvis over there, you know, singing with his cape on. Right, <laughs> you right, know? right. I could so. be relaxing in my easy, easy boy. That's my, right. My foots is up. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah. Beer. Yeah. Now a lot of these corporate sponsors, man, they, they buy out a lot of these tickets, man. And yeah. it's like the average fan, I mean, the, the, the average fan can't afford to go to a lot of these things. No. So that's when I was trying to go. I was like, man, I'd like to go to the NBA All-Star Game. Well, it's right here in my backyard. <laughs> and I I can't even get a ticket to nothing hardly. So yeah. it or is what it is. You want to spend that amount for a ticket. True, true. We went up there. Like I said, we went to a couple of events. They were free. and uh, But beyond that, prices were outrageous. So yeah. anyway, say la vie. Yeah. So, so we're getting down to the end here. We got a got a couple of more topics, and we'll wrap this episode up. A couple of memorials we want to talk about tonight. Uh, one uh, near and dear uh, to uh, to uh, the listening audience, if you're part of Sirius XM, 
and you tuned in uh, in the mornings from, I think for me here, the show came on about four o'clock in the morning and went off at eight. Uh, it was the Black Eagle. Joe Madison uh, passed away last week. And uh, pioneer in broadcasting, elected to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame and staunch civil rights advocate. His show sometimes, man, I would be yelling in the thing, yelling in the <laughs> radio because just the way Joe talked to people, Talk man, to people. It, yeah. the way he talked to people, like, man, why you got to be so harsh to these people, man, you know? But uh, he knew his stuff and he always presented uh, tidbits about black history that like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, type thing. I loved his intro, his original intro uh, uh, of his show. I I knew every word to that intro, man. I would be, I, I, I learned every word of that intro, which I thought was really cool. And I said, where did this come from? And I found out it was a sermon that was given by uh, Aretha Franklin's dad. Hmm. The, the Eagle Stirreth Its Nest. That was the name of this sermon. And he played a snippet, uh, parts of that sermon at the beginning of his show, his original intro. And then he changed it to uh, to something else here uh, a couple years ago. But uh, really uh, professional in the business. Uh, like I said, I, I tune him in, listen to him, till Cynthia's like, I can't take no more, Joe. He's yelling <laughs> at people and carrying on. She's like, I can't take no more. <laughs> yeah, Lynn's the same way. Oh my gosh. And she goes, I can't, I can't listen to him. <laughs> I am so mean. <laughs> yeah. But you know, he would be mean and harsh to regular people when they call in. But if he had a guest or some substance, it's like, man, this guy is so nice and humble. It's like, what the heck happened to this guy? You know, <laughs> but uh, you had to love him, man, because uh, he he was uh, he was a pioneer in the business. And what irritated me when he passed, man, the mainstream media hardly mentioned him. Mm-hmm. And that really bothered me, man, that none of these major networks on their nightly news broadcast mentioned this guy. And, and that bothered me, man, that, uh, you know, you brought so much uh, to this business that is the media and you pass and your colleagues in the media, they can't even mention you. So I, that really bothered me. So your thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. He 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 was uh, very astute, very political, politically savvy and was a a great historian mm-hmm. and didn't take any crap from anybody. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he dished out a whole bunch. And he was rude to people, but it was his show. You know, and, and um he was passionate about it. I mean, passionate is is so much that he went on a hunger strike yep. uh, a few years ago. You know, and um they kind of forced him to come off the hunger strike because he wasn't looking too good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's, um, I listened to him um, not every day, but I listened to him probably once or twice a month, mm-hmm. just as I'm in the car, Sirius XM, Urban View, you know, and yeah, yeah. Joe Madison was on. Uh, yep. He was missed. Um, Absolutely. For sure. Yep. Rest in power. Rest in peace. The Black Eagle. Yes. 
lastly, um, this one here, man, is 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 near and dear for me, man, because we're we're both music heads. We were talking about this before we came on. Uh, Henry Frambro, man, the last of the original spinners. Um, he passed. I think it was either the same day that Joe Madison p- passed or the day after. I, I can't remember, but they were right close to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, he got a lot more, um, a lot more mention about his passing on on the mainstream media than Joe Madison. But uh, that's just how it was. But Henry Frambro, man, one of the last original spinners. They're all gone now. There's variations of the spinners out there, but no, they never be the spinners that we knew of the spinners. Right. And uh, his voice was unique. Um, he sang lead on about four or five hits, man, of theirs. Uh, I don't want to lose you. That's 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 a tough track, man. Nice track. Living just a little, laughing just a little. He sang uh, lead on that, but he was assisted by Felipe Wynn on that one. And then Ghetto Child, which I think is one of the most underrated songs the Spinners ever had. That mm-hmm. song is nice, man. And then uh, another one, Just As Long As We Have Love. He did that with Dion Warwick. But just an amazing voice. I think the Spinners for me, man, I think they're one of the top I put them in the top five R&B groups of all time. <laughs> there, I said it. Now, are we talking groups or are we talking uh, We're talking groups. We're talking groups. Talking groups. Okay. I'm, the spinners are in top five R&B groups of all time. That's okay. that's my view. The, the, the catalog that they have and the fact that they started on Motown and had, had, had a hit on Motown, it's a shame – uh, on Motown, and then after that, they were sort of put in the like corner, you know. Freshmen or sophomores in high school when that came yeah, out. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And after that, they were sort of pushed in the corner. Nobody knew what to do with them because Barry Gordy was grooming the Temptations and the Four Tops and that type of thing. But then they caught the eye of Tom Bell. And then once that marriage was made, the rest is history. And he he pinned a lot of those hits, man, that, that just like when you hear them, it takes you back, man, to places, man. And so the spinners for me, easy top five RB group of all times. Your thoughts. I I agree. <laughs> I mean, there's not much we're gonna disagree with on that. <laughs> uh, you know, the spinners I've got a, a special playlist just for them. Yes, sir. You know, and I tell you what, their greatest hits, man, that's they they put out good music. And yeah. when Felipe Wynn came to it, came to the spinners, they just took off mm-hmm. because his voice was unique and yeah. it, it 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 gave you that 1970s spinner vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, they were there before, but Felipe Wynn elevated them to the next level. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, he, he came to the group because when they let when they when Tom Bell started to take them under his wing and brought them over to Atlantic Records, uh, the guy who was in the group, G.C. Cameron, he couldn't come with them because he was still under contract at Motown. Yeah. So he said, hey, I got a friend that can sing. And Felipe Wynn was that friend. And like you say, man, man, he could, whoo, man, 
uh, love don't love nobody. Oh, how, many pe- how many people use the lines from that song? Oh, man. <laughs> Especially the long version. The long version, yes. <laughs> and uh, Sadie, I mean, yeah, his voice was unique, man, unique. Yes. But uh, love the spinners, man. I, matter of fact, when I drove home this time, I listened to the spinners from Colorado all the way to uh, almost to Topeka, Kansas. That's how long my playlist is. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's how long my playlist was. And I'm like, it's hit after hit after hit. So Henry Frambro, rest in peace, my friend. You are now, the group is reunited uh, in heaven. And I'm sure they're doing some great things up there, man. And uh, singing again, man, singing again. Yeah. So rest in peace. Rest in power, Mr. Henry Frambro. So that brings us to our last topic, my friend. And uh, this one's fun because you're going to tell us about your experience on the Icon of the Seas. <laughs> icon of the Seas. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing an Icon of the Seas shirt right now. All right, all right. <laughs> Just by chance, by chance. I, I could go on. I'm going to make it short. We've been okay. doing this for a while. So, I mean, we're about an hour and almost an hour 15. So, um, what can I tell you about the Icon? It's the biggest ship in the world, number one. It's the biggest ship in the world. This is a big-ass ship. Wow. It is a it is a monster. Uh, it's the most technological ship I've been on. Um, it is when when they built this ship, Royal Caribbean, I think, took all the suggestions that people did after they go on a cruise. You get a little survey. Right. I think they added that to this ship. Mm. Um, Where to start? There were places all over the ship where you could find food that was complimentary. Uh, Restaurants that you just go and get what you want. Wow. The ship was divided into certain, they called them neighborhoods, so there was a section just there's a it had eight pools. There was a section just for adults only. There was a section just for kids. And in each one of those sections, there was a. A marketplace where you can go and get food. Uh, kids could go get hamburgers and French fries and milkshakes and. Mm. Right there in their little area. Wow. Adults could go to local fresh and get Mexican. They could they could go to they had a place up front near the uh, aqua dome. It's called the aqua market where you could go and get fresh crepes. You can get Asian food. You can get American food and just take it and go. Mm. Um. The ship was just is just amazing, man. I, I just talked to a gentleman from a restaurant. He saw my shirt and goes, "How was that ship?" And I said, "It was awesome." Mm. Um, there were twelve elevators on each 
floor. And they were labeled A through L. And all there's a keypad outside, and all you do is punch which floor you wanted to go to, and it will direct you to the elevator that's going to come next. Mm. And you only waited wow. maybe 10, 15 seconds, 30 seconds at the most, and the elevators show up, and probably not anybody in the elevator. Wow. There were over 5,000 people on board the ship, but it seemed as if there was only maybe a couple of hundred. Mm. Uh, that's how well designed the ship was. Um, wow. The staterooms were, were gorgeous. Uh, they had infinity rooms, which was you had a, an indoor balcony that had a window and a shade that you can press a button and slide the window down. Or you can slide the shade down if it was getting too sunny, if you wanted privacy or whatnot. Um, everything was automatic. If you want, went up to the the um, wind jammer, which is kind of a buffet, mm -hmm. everything was automated. You get a glass, and then you could put it under a soda, and you just put your hand in front of it, and it would fill up the soda or the lemonade until you moved your hand and it was stopped. Oh, wow. Um, you never touched the door handle. All you did was walk up to it or wave your hand and the door opened and door closed automatically. Um, they had Amazing. its own little aqua slides and stuff, man. Mm. Family had, there's one that you can get in the inner tube that four or five people can get in and go down the slide. Lynn and I did it a few times. Um, you did everything from basketball. I played pickleball every day. Oh my gosh! On the ship, nice. they had two pickleball courts. It was on the basketball court. It's multi okay. multi youth court. Okay, multi youth, right? And so I played pickleball every day. Uh, it, I, I told the guy today. He goes, it was expensive, wasn't it? I went, yes, it was, hmm. but it was. You get what you paid for, and mm. it was nothing in that thing that was completely uh, nothing bad. Right, right. They had, they had a bar for everything. Now they had a frozen bar where you can go up and get pina coladas and Miami vices and mango tangles. <laughs> it had alcohol or non-alcohol. They mm. had a bar. They had a, a a swim up bar on the back with an infinity. Wow. You know, wow. uh, um, you look at my Facebook, you can see some of that stuff. There's a bar every place. There's a mm. bar in the Windjammer, man. Wow. Um, it, it's it's we've been on 27 cruises, and this is the best ship we've ever been on. Wow. I, I, I'll wow. Say right now, um, they're coming out with a sister ship in 2025. We've already signed up to do that ship. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and, uh, nice, nice, November nice. 2025, we're going to go to do the star of the seas. Nice. Uh, and it was the inaugural cruise also, so it was the first time that it went out mm. uh, from a U.S. port, and it carried passengers. And every day since it was the inaugural cruise, they gave us a gift. Wow, nice. Yeah. They gave us that's one day. They gave us they gave us a, a mixed drink package. It looked like 
an Indiana Jones package, but inside mm-hmm. is where you can make mixed drinks. Uh, they gave us luggage tags. They gave us uh, uh, bottles, water bottles. Mm. Uh, they gave us they gave us something every day that we were on that ship, a gift. Wow. And that is nice. It is, nice. is nice. And and for the first time, Lynn and I, we found out maybe a year or so ago that people hide ducks on these ships and people go around try to find these ducks. You know, little like, rubber ducks. Yeah, yeah. So Lynn and I said, well, we're going to explore the ship by looking for ducks. And so, you know, we were just kind of walking around and Lynn went, look. There's a duck. <laughs> so we got the duck, and it has a little note on it says, this duck was supplied by so-and-so. You can keep the duck, or you can replace the duck, or you can follow the duck on Facebook. The duck mm-hmm. had its own Facebook thing, you know. So we ended up finding, like, eight to ten ducks. Oh, my God. We walked in the elevator, and then looked up and went, there's a duck. There's a duck stuck in the corner. <laughs> You know, so it the ship was wow. the ship nice, man. It's it's very nice. Ah, it's the ship was awesome. Cool, cool. It's, it's hard. It's like remember me telling you about going to the Indy 500, going to sea yeah. cars, going yeah. 230 miles per right. hour. Right, right. It was like that. So when you you've heard about it, you saw it on TV until you experienced it. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Well. You know, yeah. I can tell you what it was like, but until you experience it, it you know, you, you don't really get a sense of the magnitude of how it is yeah. and just the beauty of the ship and how it was run. It was nice, man. Cool, cool. Outstanding. Yeah, they were showing pictures of it on the sea. I mean, on the TV. I'm like, man, this thing looks huge. Yeah. But uh, you're there firsthand, so it's like Damn, nice. I put a few pictures on Facebook, so if okay. you go out there and look at it, you'll you'll see it. Some okay. pictures of I think I put three sets of pictures out there. Okay. Okay. The icon nice. of the seas. Icon of the seas. All right, man. Nice. Well All right. worth it. Well worth it. It's cool. All right. Look it again. All right. Well, that's all we got for tonight, my friend. This was a long been a, one. Yeah, this was a long one. We hadn't been here for a while, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things that we haven't talked about since yeah. it's been probably three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Life got busy as uh, yeah. things do occasionally. So, yeah. So, um, this weekend, you're going to be out and about doing the Indy 500. Not the Indy 500, the Daytona 500. Daytona. Going you're to Daytona. Be out, yeah, going to Daytona, do Daytona 500. And like I said before, it's NBA All-Star Weekend. That's where I'll be, right here in the comfort of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right good, my friend. With my snacks and, and my big screen, watching it all. So And, and with a with a pocket that's not pretty empty. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Didn't have to give up anything. Yeah. Uh, no cash flow on this one. Nope. Not at all. All right. All right. Well, with that, let's wrap this up. And uh, as I said, my old broken Italiano, uh, Chiliamo Dopo. Sayonara, friends. Until we meet again. Until we meet again.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.